good y'all hope everybody's well like share subscribe join and donate support the channel if you will so we can continue to bring you this independent black male thought it's gonna be a quick one because i gotta teach at six so it's one of those days where i am definitely trying to get a word to you before uh well around my work schedule so um 
For those longtime listeners who know my regular times, I appreciate your patience as I work around some of this, but uh, just getting it in. Hope everybody's well. Shout out to AB Media. See you in there. Shout out to Prince. What's going on? Uh, Ron, Brother Damon, what's going on? Uh, Raheem, what's happening? Um, got Fred in there. What's going on, Fred? Booker T, what's up? Hope you guys are good. So, ran across a number of things this week that just had me kind of thinking about uh, being uh, dealing with uh, certain groups of people. So, we're going to talk about what that looks like. Before we do, however, y'all know the deal. Um, welcome to the Onyx Report, where we as black male justice advocates uplift black men and boys using critical analysis. Uh, that's what we do here. That's what we keep doing. What's up, Dr. CD2? What's going on? Spain man, what's happening? Got Prodigy in here. What's up, Joes? What's going on, fellas? Um, that's what we're here for. And of course, you know the deal. There's a various uh, levels of membership on YouTube. If you'd like to become a member of the channel, you can do that. Just click the uh, subscribe button just below the join button. If you've not joined, you can also go to Patreon and become a monthly patron of the channel. You can support everything from the Onyx Report here on YouTube to the Institute for Black Male Studies, all the way to um, uh, the uh, Onyx Network, right? So uh, you can support uh, using Venmo, PayPal, Cash App, Patreon. Y'all know the deal. But also uh, make sure you support the Onyx Network, which you can download on iPhone or Android and uh, Amazon Fire TV and Roku. So how to get the you know business out of the way so we can jump in. Like I said, we're going to kind of do this real quick. <clears throat> um, there's some things I want to show y'all and just get some thoughts out there while I can. First things first, though, uh, we need to deal with what I'm considering a public service announcement. And this is a public service announcement that uh, even though tonight we're going to be talking about X's to an extent, um, sometimes in some creative ways, I had to stretch it a little bit for one or two uh, areas. But this one is not so much about X's. It tends to be what some of you might be going through in terms of a current situation. So let me see here. All right. So. Since my system has been acting weird, I've had to do things a little different. If you haven't seen this, uh, it's an interesting thing I posted on my page, and it has to do with disrespect. Now, I don't know if you guys are going to be able to hear it, so I want to make sure you can. So um, I'm going to go ahead and play a quick second of it. Give me a one in the chat if you can hear it. Here we go. Oh, wow. Okay, so if you could hear that horn... Let me know. Wait until I get some ones in here. You guys, tell me if you could hear it. All right, good. We got some ones in there. Yeah. Sometimes it's a week by week kind of thing. All right. So let's get back to it. So again, check this out. Let me go ahead and make sure the sound is up. Called you five times five times this is the shit that pisses me off i don't want to hear you had your fucking ringer off because you already know how that situation goes if i call you you don't fucking answer that's the shit that pisses me off now if it was a fucking emergency you got your fucking ringer off and you can't hear shit. yeah we're gonna call this a public service announcement and if you woke up today 
and this is what you heard from somebody you're dealing with truth be told i couldn't care less if this was from a business partner there's a point where you have to make a decision not to tolerate disrespect and i think for young men especially we're really you know dealing with the black community it really can be any age shit i've seen this in people in their 80s as men disrespect is debilitating to your spirit in a way that it doesn't process for others because men in many ways are fueled by respect. We function by respect. Hell, in many situations, we live and die by respect. If you allow yourself, shout out to Dr. Thunder, what's good, man? If you allow yourself to deal with this on a regular basis, you are slowly drinking poison. Real talk. You are slowly drinking poison. Now, his reaction is classic. I loved it. You know, he fell asleep on her or whatever. Uh, my reaction eventually, uh, really, I just, you know, my hang-up game is, is, is you know, Jordan level. I mean, I'm going to tell you, it is what it is. Um, shout out to HWW Properties. Appreciate that support on the Cash App. You know, again, like, share, subscribe, join, and donate, support the channel. Um, but real talk, you know, it, do not, do not accept this. And, and, and I just... It, feel like I have to put this word out there because somebody needs to hear it. I don't care if they're listening from the clouds or whatever. If you are dealing with this level of disrespect, please walk away for your own benefit. Please walk away. Find a way to. If, you, if, you're, if, you're, if you're living with someone, whatever it is, and this is what you're dealing with, you, you, you know, find a way to leave. Um, and, you know, shout out to, uh, to Marcus, the Keeping 100 channel, a little while back. He posted something. I'm going to mess up in the paraphrase um, that, uh, you know, the woman you, you that divorces you, the woman you end up breaking up with is not usually the woman you met when you first met her. And we have we place a lot of emphasis on being able to vet uh, before relationships. But realistically, you're talking about people in some situations who are so manipulative that the chameleon game they have is deep. And sometimes you don't see this side to them until you have both committed quite a bit. So all I'm going to say is the moment you detect nuclear disrespect, period, but especially nuclear level disrespect, nip that shit in the bud. I just want to put that out there. So um, had to say it, you know, I ran across it and I said, man, I got I got to put a word out there for that. What's up, BGS? I see you, man. So here's the thing. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about exes in a variety of different ways. And some of the some of the extreme situations that we just need to be aware of. And these are random. They're they're kind of different in their framework. Like I said, even the term X is being stretched uh, in some situations in uh, non-traditional ways. So um, let me see. Here's the first. We just kind of kind of look at a variety of ways. Now, this situation I ran across on Twitter. Shout out to Dusty Nuts. He says it's getting so bad. We need body cams. I had a situation where a phone charger camera got me out of <laughs> this real talk. And I am not mad. Have your video game together. Have your audio game together. You never know where it can save your life, save your freedom, save your reputation. It is what it is. And we'll see a little bit more evidence of that in a moment. But this particular report I found interesting. I think you will too. As you can see on the title, man intervened in a domestic violence dispute. He was shot and killed by the boyfriend at a gas station. The woman drove away with the boyfriend. So in this scenario, when I talk about X, I'm stretching it because I'm talking about uh, the murderers and, you know, as, and his ex, so to speak. But let's just kind of look at what happened here. 
Action along Candler. Breaking news here. Uh, police are investigating a deadly shooting in DeKalb County. It happened at a gas station along Candler Road. In town, too, Steve Gelbach is there live. Steve, you just got an update from investigators there now. What do you know? Oh, they're still looking for a man and a woman in a car that sped off from this gas station. They were parked at a pump around 2 a.m. this morning when police say that just a bystander here at the gas station was hanging out, saw a couple in that car fighting. He says that the woman was being beaten by that driver, and then the driver supposedly pulled a gun on the man who came up to the car to try to defend that woman because he saw that fight going on in the car. But that's, uh, again, when they say that victim was murdered here. They were parked right here at one of these gas pumps. And then again, we know that the suspect and the woman who still may be in danger sped off. We don't have a good description of that car. was only told it was a white vehicle. And we have no information on this victim. Uh, but again, it sounds like he wasn't even connected to this couple. Just saw what was going on here at the gas pump, wanted to defend this woman and stepped in. And now he is dead. And we'll work to get more information again on possibly the suspect, the car, and this victim who lost his life. I have another live report for you coming up in the next half hour. So see, the person who came up and tried to help, that's the person that lost their life. Correct. Oh, okay, we'll be checking back for more information on the story as we get details. Thank you very much, Steve. You can't make this shit up. Real talk. So uh, first and foremost, shout out to Sincere529 uh, for the support. It says, peace and good health to you, Doc. Thank you for what you do. Much appreciated. Shout out to Roderick for the uh, very generous support. Much appreciated. Thank you very much, sir. Um, yeah, very much appreciated. Here's the thing. So we've heard about these kind of stories, especially in the spaces, the kind of brothers I have in here. This is not new information, but it is something that I think we revisit every now and again. Now, I'm not one to do nothing if I were to see something like that. And that's probably because I, you know, I had a little sister, so. I would want somebody to do something. Someone, someone's, you know, was violating her in some kind of way. But here's the thing: getting up, trying to, you know, put hands on somebody. The most at this point, I would, I would suggest somebody do. And this is probably what I'd tell my son: if you really think it's that serious, call the police. Let them know what's going on, and stay out of it because this is real. And and I have heard this case after case. For the last two decades, not to say that that's when it started. That's just when I you know, really began to pay attention to it. And, you know, at the end of the day, I don't want to see anybody else dying with a cape on, you know, trying to help people who don't want to be helped. So at the very least, at the very most, if you really think the situation warrants that, you know, yeah, call for the authorities. I mean, this is something I probably should have talked to Officer Charles about and gotten his insight from on. But at the end of the day, man, be careful about putting your hands on people trying to protect folks and you have no idea who that person is. And, and I've heard cops even tell you that, you know, in doing so in trying to protect the woman who was being abused, she'll pick up a knife and attack them. So you just got to be careful. See if, you know, you got people willing to do this to cops, what do you think they're going to do to a random stranger who's trying to provide help? Um, let me see. Dr. CD two says, did that once way back was able to mediate the two, but looking back, that was very dangerous. Those days of directly stepping in are about over. That's real. That's real. You might have got attacked by both of them. You know what I mean? Um, it's ridiculous. Um, but, you know, one of the kind of scenarios I want y'all to pay attention to, um, especially when I ran across it. And there's a number of kind of, the, you know, various things that we're looking at. So that's first and foremost. Be careful. And we might even call that a public service announcement in and of itself. Here's another. This is a story of a man who uh, is, is spending time with a woman. and. Uh, you know, she didn't tell him 
about a crazy ex. Let's see how he resolved the situation. Oh, man. Oh, I know what it is. Hold on. I know what it is. Sometimes I get what's happening. All right. Bear with me for one second. Okay, long. Go ahead and get rid of it from the other one, too. There we go. All right. So let's try it again. Now I'm looking at her like, yo, you want to answer that? She gives me the, nah, I know who it is. You want to let me know who it is? Her exact words is, oh, it's just my ex. We just broke up, you know, ain't about nothing. He just can't take no for an answer. And I'm like, you sure I should be over here? She say, yeah. He's sitting there. We getting all hot and heavy. Start to kissing, start to touching. Phone rings again, and he just constantly keeps ringing. Now I'm looking at her like she's sideways. She finally answers the phone. First thing I hear from homeboy on the other end is, who you in the crib with? She goes, nobody. I'm in the crib by myself. Now I'm looking at her like she's sideways. Because why are you lying? If it's your ex, why don't you tell him the fucking truth? That you got another nigga in the house. All of a sudden, he goes, all right, well, if you ain't in the house, by you in the house by yourself. Come open the door. Her eyes got big as fucking a bubbled eyes bends. Like she just literally got in a... And you can see the fear come across. I've never seen somebody so chocolate turn so white so fast. When she did that, I stood up. I adjusted my clothes because, you know, my man, you know, you know, we was about to get a little hot and heavy. I had to adjust myself real quick. Literally adjusted my waistband and I pulled out the 45 that I had on me. Cocked one, put it in the chamber, Damn. took the safety off. And I told her, I put on my jacket. I said, let's go. And when she looked at me, why you got that in my house? We're not playing these type of games. I'm not about to lose my life because you want to lie. When she opened the door, three of his boys came in. All three of them had teardrop tattoos on their face. When I had my burner out, they all knew what it was hitting for. Excuse me, I'm walking out the door. You talk to your woman. Listen, <laughs> gentlemen, a lot of these <laughs> chicks be gassing us up. Don't go to their crib if you ain't tooled up. Because it might be the last time. And a lot of them will put our freedom on the line because if something would have went off, everybody would have to go. Because I can't leave no witnesses. So be careful if you're going to be on the females' houses. Even when I drive out of state, that joint stay in the damn trunk. Now, a couple of quick things. Um, first and foremost, uh, shout out to Dusty Nuts. Appreciate that statement I put up on the screen a minute ago. Great I-9 asked a critical question. Could this be an example of proxy violence? And I think he was talking about, uh, you know, the last uh, the last video I just played. You know, as far as the domestic case, here's the thing. All of these situations, or at least these two, um, could be, depending on what her intentions were and what she was doing. Um, you know, in these kind of situations, they tend to aim men like like you know, like a cannon, really, and, and shoot them at people that they want while remaining, uh, trying to retain the, the appearance of innocence, right? You know, as long as she has plausible deniability, she can set two men against each other. If this was a way she wanted to get rid of one of those men, this could very well be it. Absolutely. If she was trying to, you know, get get rid of her ex, 
and she has this dude in the place or hell if she's trying to get rid of a dude like him that she just started dating and she intentionally brought, brought her ex over and then of course there are other scenarios where she might have wanted to make her ex jealous uh sure it could be a complete accident the ex could be just a stalker she could be you know innocent all of these scenarios are possible but here's a couple things that i wanted to put on the table one please be careful i am not mad at him that he had his own protection it is what it is now i was tempted to say you shouldn't have to be you shouldn't be dealing with a woman like that in the first place but then i thought back to experiences i've had with women who had master's degrees and lived in upper to middle to upper middle class apartments and were still dealing with that kind of stuff still dealing with it nothing in her appearance her diction her 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 behavior gave me any indication that three dudes with teardrops could show up at the door Sometimes you can't read it as easily as you'd like to, as easily as we assume you can. It ain't always that somebody is, you know, uh, you know, giving off the, the clear vibes that that's going on. Sometimes you'd be surprised the kind of women that are associated with that. So all I can say is I want brothers to be extremely careful, protect yourself at all times, because you have no idea how far these situations can go and, and, and how they can go left. I'm glad he was prepared. I wish he wouldn't have had to been to have been prepared like that. I'm glad he got out of it alive. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, my concern is for y'all. These are the kind of situations we have to be mindful of, right? So in this kind of instance, you know, I hope he made her an ex. I hope he didn't go back. But at the end of the day, these are the kind of scenarios we got we to gotta be careful of, right? The dangers of it. So when I heard this brother's story, I was like, I posted it. But it was really just like, look, you know, I wanted to have it as a kind of public service announcement in and of itself. You know, be mindful. Keep your head on a swivel. Um, we got Officer Charles in the building. Shout out to you. I hope you well, good brother. Passport OG, what's going on? Um, yeah, I agree. How could you know up front? You can't. I mean, sometimes it's kind of evident depending on the person you're talking to. But I'm telling you, I've been in situations where it, it, it'd be the most refined, highly educated women you would never imagine. And it is what it is. So. And, you know, be mindful of all time at all times, protect yourself, keep your head on a swivel, know what's going on. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm all for vetting, but sometimes some shit gets past that, you know, and I just want you to be safe. But these are the kind of scenarios we got to be mindful of. This is what brothers are going through. And so when we talk about situations where black men in particular are trying to, to find spaces where they don't actually have to function like this, these are some of the reasons why. This is not without you know, context. And to be clear, as, as some of these cases deal with intimate partner violence, you know, let's not be, you know, let's not forget the stats on this, right? For the most part in the Black community, intimate partner violence is, is bi-directional. It's fairly even. By the smallest percentile, it's, it's off in terms of more um, uh, uh, women being abused than men. By the very smallest, for the most part, it's bi-directional. And again, Men have not been socialized to report violence in intimate partner situations the way women have. Women have been socialized to do this at least since the 1960s. Men haven't. So if the rates are equal without that type of socialization, and by socialization, I mean, how many movies did we see from the 70s onward about women getting beat by men? I mean, society has a narrative. We have a story. If you tell somebody that a man is beating a woman, we all have an inner story that we've learned from a movie, a TV show, or, you know, God forbid, personal experience that lets us know what that looks like. If you say a man is being abused, most people just look at you starry-eyed, like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, because there's no central story for that. 
There's no central story for it. So you have to actually fight uphill to, you know, I can't tell, even now, I still have men that I have to argue with that this happens. I have men that come up in this chat and say, well, that never happens. That doesn't, I've, I've met academics who argue it, it can't happen. And even when I show the stats are still question, they're still, you know, guessing and, 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 you know, trying to push back against the data, right? Shout out to Dusty Nuts. He says, in the spirit of fraternity, this donation goes for the brothers who can't donate. Much appreciated, sir. Thank you very much. You know, appreciate that. I I ain't even gonna comment on the thumbnail. That's hilarious. That's just hilarious. But anyway, so let's continue. Let's look at the next one. Right. Along Candler. Now I'm looking. All right, here we go. Now this one is real short. This one, I you know, and I hope you guys are gonna be able to see it, but this deals with it with a whole different type of X situation. So it says I won my child support case against. Solider, I, I don't know if that's a name, but uh, $5,000 per month in child support. So here we go. Yay! Guess what? <laughs> Yay! So I was granted child support. It's coming our way, Tessie. We're granted $5,000 a month. It's coming our way. Okay. So very short clip. Uh, So it wasn't very long. Now, I can't. I don't know anything about this woman. I don't know if this is a skit or not. But y'all know my attitude about skits. I mean, at the end of the day, as far as I'm concerned, uh, especially black skits that deal with the family or relationships tend to deal with real life situations, right? So this woman basically is talking about how she just won $60,000 a year off her, you know, baby daddy as far as child support. And so the only thing I would have to say about this really is we've reached a point where having babies for some people is like winning the lottery. She just got an 18 year $60,000 a year award. And I'll, I would just urge brothers, we need to stop doing this mess. You know, I do recognize that many can be tricked into it. I've talked about this for years. Be very careful. And, it, you know, for the most part, plan, plan out how you want to deal with somebody. Have conversations about what you're looking for, what you're not, what kind of relationships you want to have. Do all of the stuff you're supposed to do, but always be wary that this can happen at the end of the day. And there are some women that, that really do view this as a lottery ticket. It is what it is. You don't even have to be a celebrity athlete or any type of celebrity at all. They can just view you as having a good job. Hell, sometimes it can happen simply because you have potential, right? Just because you have potential. I've heard of cases where men in high school who had the promise of being able to go forward because of their athletic prowess or whatever, you know, will have women who are actively trying to get present pregnant, not because of what he currently has, but because of what his promise suggests he will have. And young women, well, not even young, but women who are going out their way to become pregnant simply on the basis of that. So I would just simply say in this kind of scenario, when babies are are lottery tickets, we need to be real careful. Make this plan this out. I do not want to see any more situations where 60 seconds can frame the next 20 years of your life behind this kind of bullshit. This is what we're dealing with. 
with some people. And I'm not saying this about her. I don't know her I, again. And I don't know if it's a skit, but the scenario itself is enough for us to talk about the scenario of actually having men viewed as, as, as a lottery ticket that just needs to be scratched. And if she can, if she can get pregnant, she's, she's happy to run with that. Especially if you make her responsible for the majority of the birth control. Right. And I've talked about this before. It's hard not to, because you can get real comfortable, especially after a couple of years with somebody, right? She's on the pill or whatever she may be on. You stop wearing condoms, gets comfortable, but you don't know if and when she's changed her mind and she will, she might not ever tell you, but yet and still at her whim, your entire life can change and she will take you in, in this fashion and look at it as an award if she gets it, right? We're going to actually talk about uh, coming up soon, a couple of bills. BGS mentioned them today. I'm just going to mention them as well that are, are that are in the process of coming out that deal with this whole process of what takes place with men as far as child support. There are finally politicians who are listening to the space and starting to come to grips with the fact that men are starting to respond. And when men begin to agree on a response to something and start to act on it, it scares the crap out of society. And that includes black men. Shout out to Clarence Everett, he says, thanks for the steadfast and contributed, uh, uh, continued, excuse me, dedication to the brothers. Oh, Sue Professor, much appreciated. Thank you. Um, shout out to MLR, appreciate that support. Says, supporting our black male scholars as always. Appreciate it. You know, but at the end of the day, like I said, even if, you know, we're dealing with skits, I want you to take skits seriously because skits in and of themselves are only entertaining because we can relate to them, right? So, you know, and I always get people, oh, that's a skit, Dr. Man. Well, I've been hearing about this particular scenario since I was about four years old. So if it's real enough to be around that long and, and not, you know, of course, longer, then it's real enough for us to talk about and take it seriously. You to use as a caution in many respects. That's what we got to do. OK, so going forward. Now, this is a clip. You guys are familiar with Judge Mathis, probably more so than I am. But I want you to listen to what happens with these two people who are in his courtroom and what he talks about and what goes on in this exchange. Check this out. Why'd you do that, though, ma'am? You messed up the man's It's not on his record. It's not on his record. How you know? It's not. All right. What do you have? Like she to admits to doing it, but go ahead and play it. Show for I don't understand what the I did to you that bad. You don't know what you did to me that bad? Well, now it's my phone. It ain't just that. It's just the that you doing. When I did the yeah, I did out of anger. Yeah, I did do that. But still, half the that you do. So you gonna hurt me like that, though? I said I'm gonna get the charge to drop tomorrow. But I didn't think it was gonna go that far, though. And I didn't know they was gonna charge you with that. That man said assault. He ain't say about my Assault. <laughs> <laughs> Now, it really ain't funny because, I mean, I sat in jail for three days for something I didn't do. I lost my job. That's terrible, ma'am. That is horrible. I went down and, and got dropped. Just so they, say, got dropped. Huh? they got dropped. The charges got dropped. But she keeps saying they got but dropped. The, but... uh, the arrest is on his record, as he says. So if they go on the computer, the database, they say he was arrested for armed robbery. And a lot of employers, whether it's dismissed or not, they say, oh, whether well, there's smoke, there's fire. Uh-huh. 
And so many men are being criminalized for things they haven't done because people either lie on them or you get uh, uh, police who engage in misconduct. So they arrest people for no reason. And now you're part of that. You're part of criminalizing men who haven't done anything and then ruining their record, ruining their employment prospects. And women do this a lot, sometimes men, but women do uh, retaliate a lot through the law falsely. TROs, uh, temporary restraining orders, they get that over an argument. Mm -hmm. Hurt the man's future, hurt his career. They don't understand when you go into court, TRO, the prosecutor is going to give you one just by request to prevent the risk that something might happen. So all you got to do, I want to tell no ladies this because then they'll go in and do it when they want to retaliate against their <laughs> boyfriends But it's because it's enough of that going on. But don't do any of this, ladies who are watching. Do not make these... Don't bring the law in on your lie. Don't bring the law in on your lie. Go to his mama and lie to, her, to his mama about him or do something. Or just lie to somebody else other than the law because you jeopardize their entire future. And so this is what you've done, ma'am. Uh, take this 5000 then um, get it off your record, all right? All right, judgment for the planet. But you're just a fool. You need to stop it. Who you got now? Somebody that never enough to deal with you? Uh -uh. Uh, no, they don't. Have a good day. Judgment for the planet. It ain't over. Oh, it's over with. He's still got to deal with me. I'm pregnant with his child yeah, now. We'll, so we'll, we'll, we don't know that for sure. Don't get smacked at all. Smack the out you. Right. I'm going to start that. Please start don't start that because you're here. Start something else. Oh, I'm done with him. I'm done. There's no anti-death for his family court can be weaponized to operate on the basis of her whim, right? And Judge Mathis just said the same thing, right? They're going to give you a temporary restraining order simply because you requested it. But at the end of the day, this is often used as a weapon, right? Sometimes for retaliation, sometimes to discipline a man to make sure he operates within the framework that she chooses and decides he should operate in. These are dangerous dynamics that have a lasting impact. I've seen married women do this to men that they know have done prison time in the past, who have rehabilitated themselves, pulled themselves up by their bootstraps, and they'll have new wives who didn't even know them when they were in jail, who will call the authorities at random because they're mad at him over some things, like he didn't pick up the phone when she called him at work. He didn't come home at the time she felt like he should have. Yes. I've seen it go to that extent. And when you can abuse resources that men don't have the same access to, it's a one-way dynamic. It's a one-way dynamic. Let a man call the police and, and accuse his wife of beating him up because she ain't pick up the phone in time and see how far that goes. But women in many respects know that this is something they can do and often will pass this information on to each other, sometimes from elders to daughters to granddaughters, right? But this is an exploitable resource that is often used against men, against their will. And again, you, you know, even when you break up with this person, you move on years later, this stuff can stay on your record permanently. Now, he found a sympathetic judge 
who understood the situation and scolded the young woman for doing this. You have other judges that wouldn't think twice about it. The fact that the accusation is made is enough for them. And you might have to do more time than that. The man said he was in jail for three days behind this false accusation. Yeah. He was able to record her, you know, but yeah, I've heard of judges ignoring that simply because they can. So in these kind of scenarios, this stuff can go all kinds of ways and damage your reputation. I want you guys again to protect yourselves, protect yourselves and be able to, uh, to the best of your ability, you know, account for where you were and what's happened to as often as possible, you know, because these kind of things can blow up in our faces uh, quite often, right? Um, there was a, hold on. There was a post I wanted to respond to, but I'm not finding it. Um, all right. Damn, I missed it. My apologies. Um, anyway, all right. So you got the Judge Mathis situation. In a situation where the court is being weaponized against him. Let's look at another situation in the news that still speaks to kind of dangers one can face in particular scenarios. I don't know how many of you may have seen this one. This came out February 28th, you know, so fairly recent, and it's dealing with Cuba Gooden Jr. Oscar-winning actor claims woman who accused him of S.A. was bragging about having sex with him, said it was consensual. Now, this has been one that I've heard debated about in classrooms since high school, right? We have this whole question of what exactly is, um, you know, consensual and what isn't. And at this point, these days, uh, as we heard about a few weeks ago, what's good, Green Gorilla? I see you in there. Um, Dead Set, what's going on? Chris, welcome to the Onyx Brotherhood. Appreciate you coming through. What's up, Spain man? Queen Kalila, what's going on? Um, but we heard about a, a football, actually, I, I reported on a case where a couple football players were falsely accused, but their coach was urging the, the entire team to make sure you got video consent from a woman before any sex acts jumps out, right? And I'm not mad at it. Whatever you have to do to protect yourself at this point, do what you got to do. I mean, I remember Dave Chappelle joked about this years ago in his show where he had people filling out contracts before sex jumped off. And I thought it was a little extreme at the time. Hey, he, he was prophetic. Put it that way. But let's see what this article has to say. You can find this on Animated Times. And as usual, I will post the link to everything that I've covered tonight. Uh, in the chat so you guys can go check them out directly. This says, Cuba Gooding Jr., the Oscar-winning actor, is facing yet another legal batter, battle as he prepares to stand trial on charges of rape. Uh, the actor's defense team has alleged that the accuser bragged about having consensual sex with him on the same night that she claims he attacked her inside a New York City hotel room in 2013. Gooding has denied the allegations and his attorneys are determined to clear his name. Right? The case, which has been ongoing since 2020, has taken several twists and turns. Both parties have argued over the evidence, the trial date, and the credibility of witnesses. With the trial set to start in June 2023, tensions are running high as the two sides prepare to present their cases to a jury. Right. So this brother I used to see in all kinds of films and, you know, fairly entertaining cat. His whole career is in question over this. Right. 
allegations of bragging and inconsistencies. Gooding's defense team alleges that the accuser identified only as Jane Doe. See, I said it. I can tell you when it comes to false accusations, the person who made them should be made public. They should be charged to the fullest extent and fined. Much of the time we tend to find that these people just disappear into the woods. And you have these people coming out talking about situations that go back three, four and more decades, and they still don't have to pay a fine or deal with any kind of response to the fact that they've abused the law by falsely claiming something that was disproven in many situations. We saw that happen with Chris Brown and others. But continuing on, uh, his defense team alleges that the accuser identified only as Jane Doe bragged about having consensual sex with him on the same night she claims he raped her. The defense team plans on calling three witnesses from the bar where the two met to testify that the accuser boasted about the encounter. This evidence could undermine the accuser's claims that she repeatedly told Gooding no and that he raped her a second time as she was trying to leave his hotel room. The worst part about this is this has basically come down to he said, she said. And when you're in a gynocratic society, right, it doesn't generally tend to work in your favor. So if he if he found witnesses that can, you know, that can point out uh, the inconsistencies in her story, that's great. But you don't want to be in this situation at all if you can help it. Uh, Casey, Casey Walnowski, one of the uh, one of those attorneys, denies the allegations and says that his client's testimony should be given the weight it deserves. Despite the defense team's allegations, the trial is still set to go ahead as planned. Uh, so Gooding Jr. pleads guilty to harassment charge after much discussion. Trial date has been set for the first week of June 23rd. Um, Walnowski has, had initially requested a 2024 trial date due to scheduling conflicts, but the judge did not want to delay the trial any longer. Gooding's defense team was also brought up, uh, 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 also brought up several issues related to evidence uh, that they were seeking for the trial, but the judge seemed impatient with the issues being brought up after the discovery deadline had passed. This isn't the first time that Gooding has been accused of sexual misconduct. 2019, Gooding was booked on suspicion of groping a woman at a Times Square bar. Uh, that case eventually grew to include similar complaints from two other women. In August 2020, prosecutors said more than 30 women had come forward, come forward to accuse Gooding of unwanted sexual touching. Right? So when he's at the top of his game, I wonder how many of those accusations were in play. Anyway, going to Last year, Gooding uh, pleaded guilty to the harassment charge and a deal with prosecutors that allowed him to escape imprisonment. One of the three accusers in the criminal case, Natasha Ashworth, also sued Gooding in New York Supreme Court. She won that case by default last year after Gooding refused to respond to the lawsuit for nearly two years. A judge ordered Gooding to pay Ashworth 80000 in damages. As the trial date approaches, both parties are gearing up for what promises to be a, a contentious battle legal battle with the defense team alleging inconsistencies in the accuser's story and so on, right? This is what we talk about. Now, I'm not here to say innocence or guilt. I'm merely here to say for brothers that, you know, just being in the scenario is a problem. Even if you're completely innocent, your reputation is sullied just at the accusation. That's the sad part about it. You are guilty in the eyes of the public just at the accusation. We assume and defer to women, and we uh, we actually, as a society, argue that they must be telling the truth simply because they've said it. This is the reality that we live in. They are deferred that just on the surface. 
And, you know, from there, you're already on your heels. You're already in a defensive mode trying to argue against this. And in some situations, there's nothing you can do about it. The accusations in and of themselves, you know, come about, and they may not even have much to do with you in certain scenarios. Shout out to Jafar. Welcome to the Onyx Brotherhood. Uh, shout out to Great I-9. Says either that or the accused should never be publicized because it taints the jury. A man can never have a fair trial because juries are tainted, especially if you're, you know, notable, right? Afro nerd, what's going on, man? Said the Marilyn Manson case is getting crazy as well. One of the accusers now is saying that she was pressured to lie. Yeah, I posted that last week uh, as well. Real talk. Right? But you're starting to see more and more of these cases coming about. Right? More and more of these cases falling apart. Right? Because we're now we're, we're somehow going to ignore the fact that in a financial crisis, economically speaking, we hear more about these cases, no evidence required. There's no pushback. There's no slapping of the hand in any significant way to the women that are engaged in this. They don't even have to have their names publicly. All of this incentivizes somebody who's desperate enough and willing enough to do this. And it's even happening to celebrities that have, have long died. You have cases where they're going after a man's estate long after he's no longer here. Oh, damn. I think these commercials are... That's up my anyway. All right, so let's look at the last one, which I think is incredibly interesting. Um, trying all these advertisements get on my nerves. Boy. All right, so this is off of the shade room, right? His OTF duty low says his ultimate goal is to spread awareness to those innocent of false accusations after winning defamation lawsuit against FTN Bay. All right, many of you have seen this teeth for days well and, and, and i ain't mad at him i understand why he's smiling like that you know if you haven't checked this out this is an interesting story in and of itself otf duty low is uh and i don't know if i'm pronouncing that right um i didn't i've never heard of him until this scenario came up but it is what it is he's celebrating his legal victory and his name being cleared following a public war with his ex-girlfriend ftn bay following false allegations that he sexually abused her son Right. As we reported earlier, Duty shared on his Instagram that he walked away from his defamation lawsuit with $11 million and FTN was arrested and charged with perjury in Miami. How often do you hear that? Right. As If you recall, in December 2021, Duty, born David Salisbury, took to the gram saying he sought to recover damages for defamatory statements made by FTN Bay. He alleged that Bay, born Brittany Elder, made several recordings of her son's allegations. Duty said FTN taunted him with the recordings before going public with one version of her allegations on October 27, 2021. The rapper also claimed FTN statements were false, defamatory, and injurious to his personal and professional reputation. At the time, Duty was reportedly seeking $5 million for actual damages and $10 million for punitive damages. Uh, Duty Lowe exclusively told The Shade Room about the steps that will be taken to reclaim the money FTN owes him. He, he clarified that the suit was $30 million and he's unclear when he would receive the funds, but he told us she better pay soon. The rapper clarified that he wanted justice and was so happy. Right, Duty also explained the incident impacted his music career, business, family life, and overall mental stability. Moving forward, he explained, my ultimate goal is to spread awareness to those innocent of false accusations, especially innocent men who've been accused of such, uh, of, you know, uh, SA. The, uh, this issue further highlights the dark side of hashtag me too, 
what happens when men are falsely accused. And this is something you're not even allowed to really bring up and talk about publicly. So I'm glad it's finally starting to happen, right? We can actually have those discussions outright because people act like they don't occur. Uh, currently, it's unclear how long FTN Bay will remain behind bars as court records show no bond amount or release date is available. Roomies, we will keep you posted as more information becomes available. I guess some of the pictures are coming out, but shout out to that brother for being able to prove his innocence. That's not easily done. We saw Chris Brown manage to sidestep the whole court case situation by playing, or I think he was uh, showing texts where the woman, woman that accused him of SA was actually after him, right? Trying to seduce him and whatnot. Uh, so he was able to kind of dodge that even in the court of public opinion, which is rare. Then again, you know, he just had a situation where he was accused of not one black woman around him and was able to disprove that as well using technology. But it's a shame that these kind of things have to happen. And they're uniquely targeted at black men in many instances. Right. This is the kind of stuff we have to be aware of. These are the kinds of situations in our interactions, right, particularly with women that we're vulnerable to. Right. False accusations of anything sexually inappropriate. Um, yeah. Shout out to Brian. He said it. Rick James estate was sued. Absolutely. Absolutely. We want to pretend like people will not misrepresent the truth for their own financial gain. I don't know where we this this mess comes from. Well, I do. But a lot of it is that Victorian, you know, fem, you know, female idea that women are inherently pure, inherently honest, inherently truthful. And simply because she said something, it must be true. Now, here on the Onyx Report, we're not here to talk about women as not being uh, uh, or being some kind of demons. or That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that they're human. And human beings have the capacity to misrepresent truth for their own advancement, for their own gain. And if they're incentivized in a society that's not even going to punish them for doing it, you're just going to see more of it. And that's what I think has been happening. I don't, it's not to say that all of these situations are, you know, none of these situations are true. It's simply to say that there are probably more situations that aren't true than we give credit for. But as a society, we've, we've doubled down so deeply onto this inherent female innocence idea that we don't leave ourselves the objective position to critically analyze the accusations being made and assess whether or not they're true, whether or not they even have merit. I mean, we're in a situation now where not only can false accusations ruin your reputation as a man, but false accusations with no evidence levied are treated as if they have evidence. And it immediately puts you on the defense. Hell, you're considered questionable when you provide evidence that you're innocent. You're still looked at sideways. You just managed, you, you might have just managed to escape the, you know, the criminal aspect of it or the court aspect of it, but you're still treated like you're a problem, even when you've proven your innocence. Right? This witch hunt idea that's come about has weaponized men's sexual nature against them. And this is why we have to be that much more careful on how we handle things. This is, you know, this is interesting. I was talking to a colleague of mine earlier today and I was telling him when I first started, uh, I created an organization on campus at Fresno State, oof, probably over a decade ago at this point, that was, you know, strictly for black males uh, to have real, you know, closed door conversations. And the reason I started it is I had two young men uh, you know, that came to, I brought X-Clan to the campus one year 
and um and they were staying at my house after the performance and i had a couple students come over so we were all kicking it and we were watching um diary of a tired black man right and so we were all in there relaxing watching the film and i heard these two young men they were having a conversation about what women and they were mostly talking about the students that they were having sex with other women on campus what kinds of things those women were requesting of those two young men in bed right they were talking about great fantasies you know they were talking about all kinds of you know stuff that they were asked to do right but the thing about it is when i listened to them talk about it they were they were you know they were giving, they, i believe them I, mean, I, don't, I don't think they had too much reason to lie about because some of those things were outward outrageous but the thing that concerned me was at no point did they seem concerned about how those types of requests could be turned against them there was nothing in writing things were communicated verbally they performed the acts that were asked of them but at any given scenario or the scenarios that i heard these young men talk about the thing that caught me about it was that if she for any reason decided to suggest that any of that was inappropriate they had not a leg, a leg to stand on to protect themselves. That was the that was the turning point. That was the point when I decided to not only create a class for black males, but start a, a group. And I started the group because I knew if I just started the group itself, I couldn't get these guys to read. You know, they don't they didn't like to read unless there was you know unless there was a test. And I couldn't get them to voluntarily join a group and study because I want there's some things that I needed them to read. So I did both. I created an organization on the campus and I started a class. And I had both of those, you know, going at the same time. And I had to go through a process, you know, as well. Because the only way I was taught to approach gender in grad school was as, it was through feminism. So I found it difficult to be critical of women when the only conceptual lens I had from gen for gender was extended through feminism. And so I went through a transformation of my own. And you can still see remnants of it. If you go to my blog, blackmasculinities.wordpress.com you go early enough you'll see uh some of the early posts that i did really trying to figure out what this language was trying to you know discard some of the conceptual tools i was extended or given by feminists to figure out men you know men's experiences and the work it took to actually create our own it wasn't as easy as as one might think but at the end of the day when i heard those two young men knowing at any point in time either one of them could have been locked up simply because one of the stories changed. Now, could he have been guilty of something and been lying about it? Sure, either one of them could have. But at the same time, that was a story everybody was prepared to accept as true. If any, either one of them were accused of having done something, nobody would, would have lost sleep if those young men went to jail. But if either one of them was innocent, I thought about that. There, wasn't gonna, there weren't that many people that were willing to entertain their innocence as young black men. And these were like freshmen and sophomores in college first generation, the first ones in their families to go. And all they knew is they had young women that wanted to have wild sex with them, but they were not prepared. You could tell nobody had sat them down at all about how these scenarios looked on the surface and how they could be turned against them at whim. And that's something we got to do for each other. And we definitely got to talk to young men about because this can go sideways real quick. You know, um, I see a lot of brothers in the chat. I wish I could bring some of y'all up because at the same time, like I said, I got to teach a class in about four minutes, but I wanted to get this out. I wanted to put this on the screen. Um, shout out to this young man for actually being able to prove his innocence. 
That is not something we get to see a lot of, but I'm glad he was able to do it. I would rather us not be in a situation where we got to hope it works out. But in this case, this man, Dudelow's, his career, his reputation, I should say, more than anything, was destroyed. If I remember correctly, it had to do with, um, you know, accusations that he had done things sexually to her son. Right. There's there's almost no way back from that when those kind of accusations. So this is unprecedented for a couple reasons. One, that he was actually able to prove his innocence. Two, that she was actually arrested for making false accusations. And three, that he might have actually saved his reputation that might allow him to continue into his work. We've, we've so rarely seen that happen that I'm happy for him and I hope it sets a precedent for us. Anyway, but um, put in the comments what your thoughts are. I apologize for any of the, the, the comments in the chat that I wasn't able to get to. I promise I'm gonna check them out afterwards, but I do wanna hear your thoughts and concerns and suggestions as to what we should tell younger men who are going through similar things or might end up in similar situations. Anyway, y'all have a good night. I'll let y'all soon. Peace. I am here to tell you, brothers, we are not criminals by birth, perennial rapists, incapable intellects, man children, sperm donors, child support wellsprings, success objects, walking phalluses, ATM machines, lottery tickets, unintelligent henchmen, valueless assassins, pro bono mercenaries, unpaid bodyguards, interchangeable stepfathers, child discipline proxies, unpaid repairmen, workhorses, emotional tampons, or any other socially accepted dehumanizing stereotype. We are thinkers, inventors, innovators, leaders, fathers, and men. Embrace your humanity, know your worth, and extend your time, attention, and resources only to those who genuinely respect you. And remember, your worth is not defined by meeting other people's narcissistic and selfish and unrealistic needs. You define your worth. Peace. Thank you.